My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind, consider it nothing but joy, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its full effect, so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Do me a favor. I haven't been this nervous in a very long time, so you're going to help me out. Look at the person next to you and say these words. I'm waiting for you to look, yes. I am so very happy you are here. Now turn to somebody else and say the same thing. Very good. And I am so very happy that you all are here. Let us pray. Most gracious God, Lord, we thank you for all that you have done, all that you are doing, and those things that we have yet to see. God, on this, this moment in this day, God, I pray that you would speak to all of our hearts, Lord, that, that the words that, that come across this uh, this pulpit be not, not fall on deaf ears, Lord, that they would uh, uh, impact my lives and impact hearts, and Lord, that it would make a great difference, not just in the lives of the people in the pews, but also in me. Lord, I thank you for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Go move these early. Ha, 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 ha. So in the early 2000s, there was this craze that happened. It was called CrossFit. There were gyms that popped up everywhere. They were uh, the, these, these places that just didn't look like normal gyms. They, they didn't have the three rows of ellipticals, the three rows of treadmills, the bicycles, the uh, weight machines. None of that was present, but they were calling it a gym. The interesting part is when you walk in, it looked like a, almost a, an abandoned room where there were pull-up bars and some kettlebells and some resistance bands, but all of these people were walking out with biceps and triceps and quadriceps and all those other steps, and you're trying to figure out how in the world did, did, did they accomplish this in this place that does not seem to be what I would normally call a gym. And so me being me, then I was just kind of out of shape, <laughs> a little different than today. I, I walk in and I, I sign up and I say, you know something, if y'all can do it, I can do it. I'm going to drop these 30 pounds. We're going to be great. And so I, I pay my money. I, I sign the document and, and the, the gentleman that took my money, the owner says, hey, Brian, I know that you've been athletic in your past. I, I, I know that you do some, some, some things uh, as such as Kung Fu and the like. But do me a favor, and for your first three sessions, just go half pace. So, listening to the instructions, I said, okay, I can do that. But then when I got on the floor, there were people in their 20s. 
There were people in their 60s. There were men. There were women. I think there was even a child there, and all of them seemed to be doing better than me, and I just couldn't let that happen. And so I go all out. I give it all I've got. And uh, probably about halfway through the second exercise, I am literally huffing and puffing. I think my my heart is going to jump out of my chest and I see the door, but I'm not sure if I can get to it. But I'm pretty sure that I need the air that is outside so that I don't throw up or pass out or pass out, then throw up. But I'm pretty sure both of those are going to happen. And so I go outside, and the guy comes to me, and he says, are you breathing? "Uh, Yes, I'm breathing. Clearly, I'm talking. He said, get yourself together and come back in and talk to me. And so I come in, and he says, this gym is not what you would normally encounter. It's a place where we utilize the things that we already have to build muscles that we, we want to have. In addition to that, you're not going to be in here 45 minutes to an hour and then burn uh, calories during that time frame, leave here, and your workout is over. We have 30 minutes to give you high-intensity, structured workouts that are supposed to continue to burn fat even after you leave here. Some results say up to 36 hours post-workout. So it's a long-lasting result, and quite frankly, you're not going to get to where you want to get to in a day. So I say, okay. I listen to the instructions. I go forth and and I do those next few sessions. Yes, I'm going to walk a little bit. (laughs) I do those next few sessions and and all of a sudden, I notice I have some definition in my arm. I notice that, that, that my, my pants are a little looser around the midsection. I notice that when I sit down, my jeans don't hug my thighs like newlyweds. Okay, we're getting some results here. But when I hopped on the scale, I had only lost a half a pound. And that bothered me. So the next week, I go back and I give it my all, and my clothes are getting looser, which means that I am getting a result. But when I got on the scale, I'd only lost another half a pound, and that bothered me. And so I quit. Boy, that was a surprise look. (laughs) Hindsight, I started really looking at things, and I realized that when I first joined this CrossFit gym, the owner told me to be patient, to build my foundational muscles, and I get the result that I desired. But in my immaturity, I was impatient. Because the results didn't look like I thought they should look, I abandoned the program And the lasting effects that could have come from good health and and good eating habits and not being as round as I am today, I forfeited because of my inability to stand on stable ground and do what I know I needed to do. Now, I know that's a real natural example, and we're at church, so you're looking for some spiritual significance, so let's look at it. The scripture today says, uh, uh, paraphrased, because of course I walked away from my Bible, uh, 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 don't, uh, don't be so upset when you come, count it all joy when you uh, em- embark upon trials and let those trials have their perfect work that, that you may be whole and entire wanting nothing. 
Now, in the scripture, James is not talking to unbelievers. James is talking to believers. James is talking essentially to the church, and he is saying, look, I understand that trials are going to come. You know that trials are going to come. The reality of it is they're not always going to look like you expect them to look, and quite frankly, storms are not fun to go through. I'm not asking you to be happy 24 hours a day while you're in the storm, but what I am asking you to do is count it all joy. Well, what does that mean? We know that in the presence of God, there is fullness of, oh, y'all forgot that I'm going to ask you questions already. In the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. And so I'm not asking you to be happy in the storms because some things are going to frustrate you. Some things are going to bother you. But if you can remember to rest in his presence, even in the midst of the storm, what you will find is though your circumstances change, your stance will not. What you'll find is, though that that storm may be boisterous, though that that storm may seem like it's going to overtake you, your stance will still be, uh, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise will continually come out of my mouth. Even though uh, the storm may seem like it is uh, bigger than life, I I know that as the enemy uh, comes in like a flood, the Lord will lift up a standard. You see, though the circumstance around me may change, I can still rest in the bosom of my Lord. That is where that joy comes from. If we can remember to, to, to endure uh, these storms in such a way, let's just talk. The scripture says, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let your endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. The reality of it is, in storms, the best thing that we can do is depend on God. Amen. The best thing we can do is depend on God. Amen. The best thing we can do is stand on the assurances that he gives us. Uh, God assures us that he will be with us no matter what, that he will never leave us nor forsake us. God assures us that even in the midst of trial and storm, he is right. He is a very present help in the time of trouble. God assures us that he loves us and wants the best for us. So in the in the midst of a trial, the best thing we can do is rest in who our God is. And if we allow ourselves to rest in who God is, then we will build those faith muscles required to endure not only this storm, but the storms that are to come. You see, it is in the moments that, uh, of trial that we often find ourselves in places where we have to look at the thing that breaks our pattern of comfort and peace and make a decision. Do we give our natural response and run, or do we give the spiritual response and stand? Do we give our natural response and reach out to our friends that that are going to give us the advice that makes us feel good? Or are we going to go after the things of God that that truly makes us stable and righteous? We we have to make a a decision on whose we are. Are we uh, those that belong to the world or those that belong to God? The goal of this scripture, it says that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Perfect isn't what we think it is. God is not requiring us to be perfect in the sense that we make no mistakes, but he is requiring us to be mature. 
I love the children's moment. She preached my message. Now I don't have anything else to say. But God is requiring us to look at things through different lenses and look at things through different perspectives and, and find ourselves in places that, that, that are not customary but are necessary. You see, if, if we are mature in Christ, then that leads us to want to have deeper communication and, and, and greater trust in God. If, if we are maturing or growing in Christ, then, then the, our first reaction is prayer, not our last resort. If we are maturing in Christ and growing in Christ, then, then we can sing worship and sing praises even as it seems like the world is crumbling, us, crumbling around us. You see, it is this mature that produces a stable, godly, righteous character, which is what we need for our roads ahead. So now that we've talked about the CrossFit gym and we've talked about the scripture, the question is, how did we get to CrossFit? Did you just give me this this title, preacher, because it, it, it gave, gave your gym analogy a, 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 a pop? Did you just give me this title because it was catchy enough to pull me in? No, I, I gave you the title because I want you to think about something. I want you to think about this. If God is saying to endure a storm, then we can be assured that a storm is going to come. Amen. If God is saying that he'll be with us through the storm, then it is his endeavor that we remember that when the storm comes, amen, if we build our faith muscles to the point where our circumstances do not affect where we stand or how we stand or what we stand on, uh, uh, I know that God is able to deliver me even from this, but if not, I am not going to bow. Remember that scripture? If we are able to do that, then that means that the faith that we have impacts our lives. It impacts the people that are watching us. It impacts our kids, our grandkids, their kids. You see, similar to the CrossFit workout, the storm is going to look different than what we're used to. It's going to take some instructions to get where we need to go. We, we call that instruction the Holy Scripture is often given us by the Holy Spirit. Amen. And the, the reality of it is the faith muscles that we build in the storm aren't just for the storm, but they need to be long lasting as we know that God promised us an inheritance, not just to us, but to four generations. But it's not easy. Now we got the flowery stuff out the way. It's not easy, right? Storms are frustrating, right? Please talk to me. It's not easy in the sense that there are very real moments where we just don't understand, right? Where we, where we, we can't comprehend where in the moment, our only question is, God, why now? That is a hard place to keep your stance. but it is the place that demands your stance the most. Because I don't know about you, but I still believe that in the time of trouble, God will hide me. In the secret of his tabernacle, he will keep me. He will set my feet on a rock 
They're, the scriptures that we read aren't just because they're poetic, but because somebody endured something and said, now looking back, this was good. For, it was good for me that I was afflicted. Looking back, it was hard for me in the moment, but this is what I gained. In the moment, it was hard for me to comprehend, but quite frankly, the people that God is sending me to talk to, my, my experiences and the things that I went through are the only reasons they're able to stand on the faith. It, it, it was hard for me in this moment, and I understand that it was my cross to bear, but, but in bearing that cross, I, I am allowed the opportunity to be the hands and the feet of Christ like never before. And though the storm was hard, and though the storm was raging, my God, thank you that I was anchored to your word. The storm isn't going to look the same all the time. It's not going to be comfortable. Enduring the storm is not going to be what you want to do. See, I like that. Thank you for that. But the reality of it is this. If a man that puts his hand to the plow is not fit for the kingdom of God, then it requires us not to go back on our faith, but to walk in a assured manner towards what God has directed for our lives. And if we can rest in his presence, then we can enjoy the fruit of his purpose. But you can't be like me in that CrossFit gym and quit because it doesn't look like you want it to look. So people of God, as we crucify our flesh daily and endeavor to carry our cross, are we crossfit? Are we, are we mature enough to bear the weight that God has already said we can bear? Are we mature enough to see the storm and yet and still not be affected by its wind? Are we man and woman and child enough, man and woman enough, to rest in God even when it doesn't look like you want it to look. This is not a sprint. It is very much a marathon. But you are not by yourself. God is with you at every turn. Amen. Oh, and by the way, I am really happy that you are here. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.